You are listening to the YLM Sermon of the Week podcast with Apostle Willie Tolbert. Be blessed and refreshed by this relevant word from the Lord. God bless you, man of God. Thank God for you, you and you, amen, all of our precious people of God. We greet you in the precious name of Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You need to call a neighbor, call a friend. Let them know that Yes Lord Ministries is now on the air. Amen. And we are so grateful and honored to God for those of you that join us in our live in-person services and those that join us virtually. Amen. God is so good. Amen. I'm telling you, oh my God, you need to put it in the comment section that God is blessing me right now. Yes, he is. Amen. He's an awesome God. Amen. There's no body like him. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We give honor to God who's the head of our life to his son, Jesus Christ, to the precious Holy Spirit. Amen. We thank God for Pastor Mamie Tarbert. Amen. Pastor Stephen Tarbert. Amen. For all of our pastors, ministers, you, the precious people of God. Amen. Thank God for those of you also who are joining us for the first time. Welcome to Yes Lord Ministries. Amen. We thank God for you, you, and you. Amen. There is nobody like our God. Amen. You need to know that our God reigns in heaven and earth with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Amen. You love the Lord on today. Lift your hands and give God some praise. Amen. God is so wonderful. Amen. Praise God. Well, how many ready to get into the word on today? Amen. We're thanking God for another opportunity. Amen. Get your Bibles, if you would, turn to the book of Philippians chapter 3. The book of Philippians chapter 3 in the New Testament. Amen. And it reads verses 7 through 11. The book of Philippians chapter 3 verses 7 through 11. I'll be reading today out of the King James, New King James Version, rather. And if you have a different translation, at least you know that we're on the same block. And it reads like this, but what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet, verse 8, yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ, verse 9, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ Jesus, the righteous, which is from God by faith, verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. Verse 11, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Amen. Amen. I want to go back to, amen, verses 7 and 8. But what things were gained to me that I have counted loss for Christ, yet, verse 8, Indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, 
for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Amen. And so is the word of the Lord. I want to talk with you in the time that is allotted to me from this subject, time to reset. Time to reset. I want you to touch and agree with me on these several things as of our reading his written word, hearing his spoken word, and receive the rhema word. We should now begin to experience the manifested word, enjoy the fruit, prosperity, the success, the victory, the protection of his word in Jesus' name. Lift your hands in amen in the name of Jesus the Lord as a decree and declare these words are coming alive in my life. Amen. Give God a praise right now. These words are coming alive in my life. In this lesson, I want to paint a picture for you that any of the Judaizers would have loved to have had Paul's qualification. Such a list would have given certain confidence in salvation according to their teachings. But Paul, who seemingly had it all, listed his advantages and then set them aside as disadvantages. So what is he saying here? He's letting us know there's nothing wrong with achieving great success in academia, in our marketplace, in our workplace, in education. But he's also saying that we need to remain grounded, yes, grounded, because it is the grace of God that we all are able to achieve and accomplish what we do in life. So when we look at verses seven through nine, Paul, as I stated, who once had thought those great qualifications listed above were so very important for his salvation, but now, however, he considered them worthless. All the qualifications no longer mattered to him because of what Christ had done. Now, let me just kind of pause for station identification. We, Paul is not disqualifying all of your achievements and accomplishments, but he's saying it should not surface above the essence of our relationship with Christ. So Paul had learned that nothing he could do could earn him salvation. This is what Judaism was teaching. And this is why Paul wanted to make this very clear, because why? Yes, we are blessed to achieve a great success and accomplishment, multimillionaire, billionaire status. That is awesome. But Paul says also, we need to understand that what we do for Christ will last. All this other stuff will go away, but what we do for Christ will last. Now, I'm, I want to just put this out there. Don't throw away your money now. Don't throw away your hard-earned um, education uh, status and achievements. No, but he's saying it had balance in your life. That That's what he's helping us to understand. As we go through this lesson, you even see it clearer. So Paul, as I stated, he says that uh, the hard work and meticulous law keeping and zeal for the Jewish faith had gained him nothing. Doubtless. Now, let me just also bring this because I hear some other people in the spirit saying this. Wow. Well, so does that mean that I don't need to go to school? I don't need to work hard? No, no. Put the brakes on. Uh, 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 uh. 
You need to do all you can because God had created you for greatness and you need to allow God to get the residual out of your life. Because why? What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying that God is a keen investor. He invested greatness inside of you and he's looking for the dividends of your life. Because why? It is in him in who we move, we live and have our being. Greater is he that's within us than he that is in the world. We are more, as Paul said, we are more than a conqueror. Come on now, give God some praise right here. So listen, don't think we all of that in a bag of chips. And don't think that you don't need to invest in yourself. And that's the problem that needs to be addressed in the body of Christ because either we're way over here or we're way over here. We're at two different extremes, but God wants us to have balance in our life. He's the one that invested into us. When you go to the book of Jeremiah chapter 18, he talks about that crackpot. He talks about that we were broken clay, but he made us over again as seemed good to the potter. Oh my God, I love that scripture. So when Paul understood the priceless gain of knowing Christ Jesus, his accomplishments became nothing more than garbage by comparison. Notice what he's saying here. It, he counted it as dung in the King James. It counted as rubbish in the New King James. But he, here he's saying he counted as garbage. He's not discounting it, but he's just saying that it doesn't pass what my relationship with Christ and my knowledge of Christ. So here, Paul uses the Greek word for knowing here speaks of a personal, experiential, and progressive knowledge. The Judaizers might have their rituals and rules, but Paul and all true believers had a wonderful personal relationship. This is another thing too, relationship and fellowship with Christ Jesus. According to Colossians chapter two, verses two to three, such a relationship far surpasses the value of anything else. Are you with me? So when Christ returned uh, or Paul died, when Paul died, Paul wanted to become one with Christ. That is living in union with Christ, but his own goodness or ability to obey God's law would not be enough to save him. You know how it is. You could be driving on the street or driving on the highway, and let's say take a local street that says drive 15, and what happens? You drive 30, you drive 45, you already what? Above the law for that particular zone. And it happens in life. You could try to dot every I, cross every T, but there will come those days and moments where you were, that's right, you sinned, or you made an error, or you fell short. Are y'all with me? So the only way for people to be made right with God, listen to this, is through faith. Believers are made righteous by their faith faith in Christ Jesus, sacrifice on the cross on their behalf. Being made right with God is his gift to us. It cannot be earned. God secured the gift, then offered it to us. Who was the gift? Jesus, death on the cross. God can exchange our sin and shortcomings 
for his complete righteousness. We need to take a moment, lift up our hands and say, Lord, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Oh my God, going into the grave, but you rose on the third day, giving me victory, giving me hope and a new opportunity on life. Let's give him a praise right there because if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, where would we be? My God, my God. So we are considered righteous at the moment we believe and we gradually work out the fruit of our righteous life on a day-to-day -day basis. As we live in Christ, he lives through us. We can't make it living for Christ only one day a week, whether it's a Saturday, whether it's Sunday, whether it's a Wednesday, whether it's a Thursday. No, no, no. The word for no, as Paul stated in verse 8, is referring to personal experiential knowledge, as I stated. To know Christ is more than merely to know the facts or doctrine about him. I use this analogy that oftentimes people, when President Barack Obama was in office, Oh, I know the president. You do? Well, some people know of him and some people know him. It's a big difference. And that's what's happening now. That's why it needs to be made clear. Do I know God or do I know of God? What are you talking about, preacher? I'm talking, do you know him by virtue or know of him rather by virtue of your mother's or your father's or your parents or your grandmother's relationship and how they shared how Jesus loved them. And you, I never forget when we were coming up years ago, people would say, you know, they asked the question, are you saved? Yeah, my mama's on the motherboard, my father's on the deacon board, my granddaddy's a preacher. No, no, no. Do you know him? Oh my God, come on, let's give God some praise right there. So the power, watch this now, Paul also wanted to experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. What power was that, preacher? It was the power of the Holy Spirit that brought Jesus back from the dead, and it is available to all believers to raise them from spiritual death now, Ephesians 1, 19 and 20, and from the physical death in their future, Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Paul wanted to know this power personally and experientially, for the power assures Christians of their justification. Because why? We are justified through Christ, not our righteousness alone, but through saving face of Jesus. We need Jesus into our life in order to experience what Paul is talking about here. So Romans chapter 4, verse 25, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 17. You got to know that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Are you with me? And so our regeneration, as they identify with Christ in the resurrection, Romans chapter 6, verse 4. I'm just giving you these scriptures. You can know them and listen to them on replay. Go read it. Amen. Colossians chapter 2, verse 12, and chapter 3, verse 1, and verse 10. But Paul also wanted to learn what it means to suffer with him, sharing his death. Paul was not referring to sharing Christ's death on the cross. That suffering could not be shared because it was Christ alone. But what Paul was referencing 
he wanted to participate with Christ as a believer in suffering for the gospel, verse chapter one, verse 29. But even as Paul had already suffered greatly for the gospel, he was in prison, he was smacked, he was put in bonds. Yeah, we, and listen, I'm quite certain many of you that are watching and listening right now, you have gone through some things on behalf of Jesus Christ. You need to put a running emoji or something in the comment section or somebody ought to say amen. Oh my God, my God, I feel like giving God a praise. And so even as stated, as Paul had suffered greatly for the gospel and was suffering in prison, even at the writing of this letter, he still wanted to know firsthand what it meant to suffer for Christ. He was willing to experience more in order to serve Christ, who had suffered so much for him, of Colossians chapter 1, verse 24, believers share his death as they die to sin and to the old nature in a transaction. We cannot completely understand. When Jesus died on the cross, we died to our former life. Oh my God, Christ took our punishment on himself. That's another praise break right there because truth be told, we could not even handle it for ourselves. Are you with me? Much less talking about handling it for our children, handling it for our siblings, handling it for our parents. No, Christ went on the cross for us. My God, my God. Even the thief, one of the thieves on the right hand, while one was mocking Jesus, the other one said, remember me when thou comest into paradise. And Jesus, at that moment, this is why we need Jesus in our life. He said, today, today, thou shalt be with me in paradise. My God, my God. Listen, that's a point for station identification. Do you know where you're going when you die? Yeah, I know you're talking about you go to the grave to go to some uh, mausoleum or go to some uh, vault. No, 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 no. That's where they put in your shell. But do you know where your, your soul is going? Your spirit is going? Do you know it's important for you? know, this is why we at Yes Sort Ministries, we take this time to break the bread of life, to make this word plain. That's why we encourage you not only on Sundays to be with us, be with us on our Wednesdays, because why? That's another opportunity where you can hear the word of God being taught. You can participate. You can even get uh, uh, access to the lessons that are being taught, because why? We want you to understand there's a scripture that said the word of God should be made so plain that a fool need not Error. Are you with me? So let's get back to this lesson. When we are united with Christ by trusting in him, we experience the power. Oh my God. We experience the power that raised Jesus from the dead. Oh, can I say this to you? There is no other religion. I'm listen what I'm saying. There is no other religion that gives you this assurance. Yes, they talk about uh, coming back in the form of an animal. They talk about coming back in the form of a younger you. and uh, 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 that That's a myth. Ain't no proof to that pudding. Uh-uh. When you die in Christ, you are going to be 
raised, oh my God, from from corruptible to incorruptible. Are you hearing me? When you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it, we are changed from mortal to immortality. Woo, my God. Listen, I don't want to come back as no monkey, no cow. Now, what is it going to do? Somebody going to kill you and eat you up. They, you're food to them. No, come on. I know y'all probably smiling right now. But just as Christ's resurrection gives us his power to live for him, his crucifixion marks the death of our old sinful nature. We can't know the victory of the resurrection without personally applying the crucifixion. And listen, for those people who say, oh, God is dead. There's no, what you talking about living again? Yeah, you better live all you can now, truth. You need to live all you can now. But those that are believers, our faith goes far beyond the grave. Our hope goes far beyond the grave. We have a hope. Woo, my God, my God. Yes, listen, we have a hope, my God, that we're going to a place according to John, my God, chapter 14. There is a mansion. Woo! Jesus said, I go away to prepare a place for you that where I am, there ye may be also. If I not go to prepare a place for you, where 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 can you where you gonna go? But Jesus somehow said, I got a mansion, I got a mansion, I got a mansion. Woo! My God, and let me tell you. There ain't no mansion on earth, and I thank God for them. I've seen some wonderful mansions. I believe, God, we're going to have a mansion here on earth, but there ain't no mansion that could compare to the one that God got for us in glory. Ooh, my God. Look at here. And so here, Paul did not doubt the fact that he would be raised, but how he would experience the resurrection was within God's plan and power and not his own. So Paul was saying, that it wasn't my academics, my achievements, my accomplishments that got me this, but it was because why? I experienced a relationship with Jesus. My God, I'm confident of God's care and blessing. Paul runs toward salvation as if he's in a marathon. He wanted to attain the finish line. And I want to encourage somebody watching right now, listening right now, whether you're right now live with us, listen to the replay, and I encourage you to listen to this lesson again. Be encouraged. Run all the way. Don't allow those obstacles. Don't allow people on the sidelines to distract you. Don't allow their voices. Don't allow their antics to try to stop you, block you. No, the devil is a liar. You are more than a conqueror. Greater is he that's within you than he that is in the world. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. My God, run! this race with patience and persistence and stick to it. Stop entertaining those sideline freak shows. Are you with me? What are you talking about? There, the enemy is using people. I don't care where they are, who they are, and don't let the devil use you to stop somebody from getting to heaven because you don't want their blood on your hands. So Paul was not making a point about eternal security in his wording, Rather, he was announcing his dramatic and full commitment to persevere in the foot race of spirituality, never giving up until the finish line where Jesus stands ready with your crown. Oh, 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 there it is right there. Oh, my God. Do you not know? 
as a believer that you're going to be getting a crown of righteousness, a crown of life. Oh, my, a soul winner. There's teaching on the lesson, and you'll be notified when we do it again, where we talk about the various crowns that we have access to. Oh, my, a soul winner's crown. My God, oh, yes, oh, my God. And so we all need Christ. And I get ready to conclude my part in this lesson here by sharing this story, read of a minister traveling in the South who had obtained, my God, uh, permission to preach in the local jail. A son of his host went with him. And on the way back, the young man who was not a Christian said to the minister, he says, I hope some of the convicts were impressed. Such a sermon as that ought to do them good. He, did it do, do you good? The minister asked. Oh, you were preaching to the convicts. The young man answered. The minister shook his head and said, no, I preach Christ and you need him as much as they. So what is he saying, preacher? I'm saying that it is time to reset. Stop allowing your past to block you, stop you from achieving what God has for you. Too many of you are, are wasting time on what people are talking about you, what they're lying on you. Stop it. Jesus said in John chapter 10, in this world, we will have trials and tribulations. But here he uses a conjunction word, but be of good cheer. You can overcome because I've already overcame. Oh my God. Listen, are you encouraged today to run? Allow God to give you the mind of Christ, the heart of God, my God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit to run this race with patience. Be yet ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For we know that our labor in the Lord is not in vain. My God, we all want to hear Jesus say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things, but now I'll make you ruler over many. My God, listen, there is greatness God has invested in you. There is a purpose, plan, and destiny that God has orchestrated for your life. Listen, the devil has a story for you, but God has a plan for you. Yes, yes, yes. Time to reset. And I was thinking about this as I was studying this lesson and the Lord began to remind me how there's so many as we nearing this year, so many are waiting for January 1 or December 31st to say, I'm going to get a New Year's resolution and this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm going to have and this is what I'm going to say. Stop, stop, stop. Start it now. Start it now. Start it now. You know, people say that I want to lose weight. Yeah, one day I want to lose weight. Well, how much you want to lose? I don't know, but I want to lose a lot of this, what I'm carrying right now. No, you need to write it out. I want to lose five pounds. When? 30 days, 40 days. You may need to stop eating some stuff. You need to get a nutritionist, get someone who specializes in that there. And well, they need to write it down. You may say, I want to have 
a $10,000 in the bank. Well, how much you got now? Write it down. How are you going to get the 10000 Well, I'm just going to believe God. I'm just going to believe it. Well, God even had a plan. Write it down. What do you need to save out of your earnings, whether you work, whether you have your own business? What do you need to save? Are you with me? Are you with me? Write it down. You need a plan in order for you to reset. Let me tell you something. You cannot do a reset. You cannot successfully reset unless you know where you're starting from and where you're heading and the market and measure it along the way. You can't just think this thing out. You got to have a plan. You, you First of all, go to God. Say, God, you said in Jeremiah 29, 11, that you know the plans that you have for me. They are good and not evil. It has an anticipated end. It has an expected end. It has a prosperous end. Show me the plan that you have for my life. My God, my God, my God. Write it out. And here's what I also recommend. You, it will help you to get what in business we call it get an accountability partner. That's somebody. Here's my plan. Now hold on. Let's put the brakes on. Don't don't start going into yellow pages. Don't start googling somebody. No, you need to ask God to put the right people in your path that will encourage you, that will empower you, and that will be in your face to let you know. How are you making out on your plan? How are you doing? What's your plan? Yo, and then you can't share your plan with everybody. That's right. Some people will try to sabotage you. I'm not talking to anybody here. So I want you to be encouraged. If you want information on what a plan looks like, reach out to our ministry. We're going to be doing a whole teaching series on how to prepare your plan. What is it? We're even going to be doing budgeting, showing you how to manage your money, how how to save your money, how not to just depend on government stimulus checks. Listen, that listen. Even if you got twelve hundred dollars, even if you got a thousand dollars, even if you got ten thousand, now what would you do with it? Let me tell you. If you don't have a system, if you don't have a plan, you're going to waste it. Some people, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. Yeah, well, if you be a millionaire, you're going to be broke. Yeah, because if you don't have the wisdom, you don't have the knowledge, you don't have the understanding, and you don't have the determination to stick to your plan. Are you with me? Because I want you to understand, God has a plan for your life. Don't waste it. Are you with me? Listen, time to reset. Somebody asked, did you go to church today? Yeah. What did the preacher preach about? Time to reset. What are you talking about? Listen to the lesson. Don't become the tool. Share the lesson with them. That's right. Because listen, you need to be able to soak it in, marinate on this lesson. Allow God to minister to you. Get a notepad. Get something you can write down where you can begin to Say, okay, God, I heard the word today. Now minister again to me, God. Speak to me, God. What is it that you want me to, what's my portion in this lesson, God? Are you with me? So I pray that you encourage. I pray that you run for Jesus and don't look back. Because he, the scripture says, he that run, but then he looked back, is not even fit for the kingdom. It's like a dog going back to its vomit. Woo. 
Ooh, are you with me? So I want you to be encouraged today. Amen. It is time to reset. But before I go, I need to pray with you. Those who saying I need to reset, but I need to reset in my life. I need to reset in my mind. I need the mind of Christ, the heart of God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit to be evident in my life. Not just some, oh, I felt the cold chill. I felt something run up my spine. Stop. You need a knowing because there come days in your walk with God where you're not going to feel like you're a Christian. Am I talking to anybody here? You're going to feel like you've been abandoned. But don't allow those moments to make you feel that Jesus is not around. Because why? He's right there with you. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But I will be right there even to the end of the world. So whatever we encounter in life, I pray you're being encouraged right now to know that God is right there with you. Yes. God loves us so much. He gave his only begotten son, John 3, 16, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but shall have everlasting life. We want to offer that to you today, my friend. Jesus loves you so much and so do we. We want you to pray this prayer as a way of letting God know that here I am, Lord, such as I am, I give my life to you. Let's pray this prayer with me. And I'm asking every believer that's watching, every believer that's listening, join in this prayer with us right now. As we join with those who may be praying this prayer for the first time, maybe the fourth or fifth time, but they made up their mind that today they want to give their life to Jesus. My God, and what about me? What about me, preacher? What about, I once was with Jesus, but I, I, I went away, I walked away. Good news. Jesus is married to the backsliders. Listen, you can come to Jesus. Don't allow anybody to hold you hostage to your past. Pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for encouraging me with your word. Time to reset. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart and to forgive me of every one of my sins. Cleanse me, Jesus. Wash me, make me whole. I want to have that assurance that I can always be with you and you will always be with me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins. You went in the grave, but on the third day, as it has been written, you rose from the grave. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my heart and cleanse me, wash me, make me whole, that now I have the opportunity, like Paul, to be able to have this resurrection power, to have the salvation into my life. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that right now, today, I am saved. My God, you prayed that prayer. We want to celebrate with you. Send us an email. Amen. To YLM uh, events, rather, at YLMConnect.org. That's events at YLMConnect.org. Or you can just inbox us right there. Amen. Download our mobile app and communicate that way as well. Amen. We love you. We thank God for you. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. One more thing. We now are extending an opportunity 
where you can become a part of Yes Lord Ministries. That's right. Those of you that live in the distance, good news. We have a virtual community, virtual church, where you can become a part of Yes Lord Ministries. You want more information and details? Amen. We're going to be setting up a special meeting just for you, but we have to have your email. We need your phone number. Amen. So you can provide that information to our ministry. Amen. Do it through our inbox or you can download the app and send it that way and you'll be notified when we'll be meeting with those that express interest on how they could become a part of Yes Lord Ministries. We love you, Apostle Mamie Tarver, Pastor Stephen Tarver, and myself. We were in our pastor, all of our pastors in the congregation. We would love for you to be a part of Yes Lord Ministries. And we want to say thank you for those that sow into our ministry, those that tithe into our ministry. Oh my God, we love you. We love you. And listen, we have people that send checks in the mail. We just thank you. Listen, it's not always the amount. It's whether you're giving it from the heart. Are you with me? It's the heart. That woman, the widow that gave all she had, Jesus said it was greater. The significance of her gift was greater than those who had more. And listen, not to say you can't give more, but it, are you giving that million? Are you giving, I'm just, I prophesied, somebody's going to give us a million dollars. Are you with me? Are you giving it from your heart or are you giving it with strings attached? Are you with me? Come on now. God is good, but it's time to reset. Listen, Jesus is soon to come. We don't hear that too often. Jesus is soon to come. Yes, he. Jesus is coming back and we want to be ready when he comes. It's time to reset. My time is out. I got to go. Pastor Vondell, take the mic. Amen. We thank God for you, you, and you. God bless each and every one of you. We love you. Let us know how Yes Lord Ministries is being a blessing to you. Let us know how these teachings are being encouragement to you. And share it with somebody. And we love you. And God loves you too. Have a great and wonderful day on purpose. God bless. Partner with YLM financially using the following methods. The YLM mobile app. Text gift to 1844948395. Cash app dollar sign Yes Lord M. On Givelify, search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kimmelworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Mail checks and money orders to Yes Lord Ministries, Post Office Box 425 Union, New Jersey 07083. Download the YLM mobile app and stay connected with our ministry 24-7. On behalf of our lead pastor Steve Tolbert, our senior leaders Apostle Willie Tolbert and Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.